Hello all and welcome back to Audio Pong and welcome back Marco. Thank you Zach. It's nice to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Sometimes I wonder what week we're on. We'll have to count it up sometime. Do oh, like a special episode or something. We're like a, we're coming up on uh We're in their 20s right now. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost at 30, aren't we? Yeah. Oh man. It's been a while. It's been good though. We'll do something special at 100. At 100? Well, yeah. maybe 50. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 52, you know, quick, uh, the year mark, you know. The year mark, okay. Yeah. yeah. Be good. We'll do 52 then. Sounds good. So what do you want to talk about today? I was thinking like holistic healing or hol- holistic living in a sense as well. They're kind of like go together because you can't really just be a holistic healing and then without holistically living because if you're not living in the sense of unity well do you want to explain what holistic healing is at least in general yeah that was something that was difficult for me to find was what it really boils down to so there's it seems like there's two different ways of looking at that where one way which is almost scientific and one way which is almost spiritual in a sense as well so the scientific is really straightforward to me which is mind and body which is like that makes sense okay i am a mind and i am a body which well, i guess so what is your mind your body so just, really you're, you're just, just a body thing. you're a body you're just a body yeah. but i understand why people break those two up because the mind can be so seemingly different than the rest of your body because you don't really think with your hands like you think with your mind you yeah know, which you, i think you, is a mistake a though you know i think that and that's one thing meditation helps with and maybe you could call that a part of holistic healing i definitely would yeah i would too i think it helps with that it helps you in in the sense that it helps me understand or rather think of me myself and i as one entity mm-hmm. rather than you know a spirit or a or a mind that is like you know piloting my body yeah and then the spiritual aspect would be adding the spirit which i just don't understand how you scientifically or if you even can heal your spirit and if you can or can't what does it scientifically do that what is the spirit well that's a good point i think i think we should actually we should talk about that a little bit because that's something i think about because i noticed that there is like you said there's a line there's basically science versus snake oil when it comes to holistic healing yeah. and for some reason there's a fine line between that when to me it could not be more clear i mean science indicates to me something you can test right, right? and replicate and replicate and has a, 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 an effect mm-hmm. right it has some kind of conclusion you can meet you know and you can apply it and it can become a medicine and i do think that that exists in holistic healing because there's yes. there's remedies that are let's call them ancient they're family remedies whatever they're cultural they're the company yeah from, there's different you know, like there's different methods um like herbal remedies too you know i think that has a very valid point because what is aspirin but willow bark that's all right. it is that's where it derives the the chemicals is from willow bark and then they just they just purify it into a single chemical and then they add whatever i mean apparently you can just chew it and 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 yeah pain and relief pain it, it, that's what they used to do uh no i think i think there's i think also there's a, another topic there that sits there is the fact that uh you know in our modern society we we trust very easily because things are so well marketed to us as far as medicine is concerned yeah and and i I'm cynical anyway, but I know I have no way to like really vet that. You know, how do I really know that Pfizer is has me in their best interest? You know what I mean when it comes to like developing a new. Um, well, and you know, whoever is not just a vaccine, fir- but like a, a treatment of any kind. And the first one that comes out with the vaccine is going to get all the money. You know, or the most. Yeah, no, it, that's the so name. It's, it's like, a, it's so a it's money a definitely yeah. incentive to. Well, that is the main product. incentive, right? I mean, well, I. Hopefully, that's how I see it. Hopefully, the people behind it, not just the companies, but the people working on it, are doing it out of the kindness of their heart, and they really want to do a good thing. I hope, and, but without well, yeah, being that's able all to, I got is hope. Man. Well, yeah, that, I can't, I can't prove it one way or the other. But the reason, I, the real reason I bring that up is because I feel that that masks, or at least um, overrides, our curiosity into using other methods of healing. Right, mm. that do work, and 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 I know it sounds like just bringing, just talking this way in my head, I sound like I'm being a hippie, or you know, I'm gonna be like Gwyneth Paltrow and go bend over and eat grass in a meadow or something. Not that she actually did that, but she's in documentaries I've watched. Like I think it's, there's one called Heal or Healing that's okay. on Netflix, 
And I had to turn it off because it was doing weird things like that. Like it, it was trying to override science with spirituality. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake. I think those things need to stay separate at, at all to, times. Do you think they're trying to play off the audience's emotion at that point? Yeah, they're they trying are. To, they're trying to get you in that way. Well, yeah, because See, that's what I hate about most advertisements and you know media and anything else is that they're always playing off your emotions. They never just tell you the facts. Like, just tell me the real stuff that's happening. I don't need this all this fluff. Just, just be straightforward. Like that's gonna, that's what's gonna win me because once you start trying to play off my emotions, I stop listening because I'm like, well, you're just you're you're playing to my base. I agree. Instincts, yeah, and that's I think that's how that's you a make a rational decision. No, and as 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 me, I try and make rational decisions over emotional based decisions. I mean, I think most people do attempt at least, and I would say I'm pretty actually optimistic about this, even though it's just a claim. I have no evidence. That I, I would say most people most of the time make rational decisions when they when it matters, right? Because most of the time you're in some form of like desperation, whether it be minor or great, and you have to make a decision. And usually, if you're relying on your instinct, you're going to make a smarter decision. At least I I find that to be true. And I, I think I, I that, think that you that there's a balance there that you need to find. The you point need to listen where, to okay, your, so you need to listen to instinct. I think yeah, you do, but then. You need to also think about your instinct, right? Because like you can, you you don't need to directly act on instinct. I don't think that can always be a good thing because like I see a lot of people reacting without thinking, and I think that you, and I believe that you need to to actually think through your decisions and and actually make something that's like based on like merit and what's going on. I, I agree, especially not, not just on how you're feeling. If you're feeling angry or sad or or hurt or no, that's absolutely true. It's like, oh, especially think about, think about why you feel that way, yeah, and then put that into your decision. Well, I agree, and I think that we'll talk about that. And I think we should also talk about um, how selling or making money through altruistic endeavors mm-hmm. or even like businesses. Yeah, like um, a hospital or a charity. Like a hospital, a charity, uh, anything that is about, you know, the care of other human beings. I feel like that's uh, something that is relative to what, to healing in general, to, you know, taking care of, our, of ourselves and each other. But let's talk first about uh, the differences, or at least let's talk about the, the line between science and snake oil. Because I think that's where we need to start with this conversation, with this debate, whatever you want to call it. That's where we need to plant a flag and make that a, a much more noticeable division, because I think that's where people sort of like shelve or shove off, yeah. the, you know, the idea of like ways to take care of yourself without needing a pill, mm-hmm. without needing a shot or a doctor or a surgery in, 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 in not every case, but in some cases. Okay. Um, so do you want to like kind of like go through what we maybe practice as a, in a holistic way? Yeah. Then- so I think like, for example, um, remedies, right? Like things you learn growing up mm. that are either passed down by generations in your family or by your community, you yeah. know, cause a lot of people live in small communities and everyone's in a, in a city, although I guess most people are. Yeah. I grew but, up in a small, small town. So yeah. I know what that's but I like. think even in a city, you know, your, your, your community where you are, you know, people really just live in villages. And I, I think it's just a distance between your villages that makes the difference when you think about it. Right. Yeah. Um, but there something so something I learned on my own. I guess I'll, I'll start with that. Since I already mentioned it was meditation. I like you said. I consider it a form of holistic healing, uh, not because that's the goal of meditation. And I know that's that's the queer thing about meditation, right? When you explain it to someone else, is you don't have a goal. But I I think that's a little disingenuous because I feel. You do technically have a goal. I was going to say, I've never meditated without a goal. Yeah, I mean, well, (laughs) well, but yeah, but the mystic would say, you know, well, the the goal of meditation is to meditate or whatever, right? Like, it's it's sort of, it loops, it's ambiguous. Like, they they make it mysterious on purpose because it makes you think. But I think people get lost in that. They consider it like it's voodoo. It's This is just mumbo-jumbo talk. Oh, you know there's I mean? a lot of science behind uh, meditation. There's, well, now, yeah, now yeah. there's a lot. I mean, there always was, but now, thanks to the communicative world that we live in, communicative world we yeah. live in, you know, social media, what have you. No, it's it's proven to change the way you think even. Like, the, your brain waves will change on a base level if you meditate. I, I think it's like, 
a half, like not even a half hour every day. It's like 10 minutes or something like that. Every day, if you do that, you can change, you can see in within like two weeks or something, a change in your brain waves. And it really helps with, they say it doesn't help with like when an issue are, comes to you and you still feel the issue just as, as prevalent and as, as serious and intense as you would in the moment. But the effects of, of the, of the tra- tra- trauma or traumatic uh, situation do not last as long. So like you're, yes. you're easy, it's easier to let the water roll off your back like an, like an otter. Well, it's know? a way to deal with, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's psychological uh, in that sense. And you described it well. And I agree. I, it's actually something Louis C.K. said once, I think on Conan, you know, in a, you know, it was a comedic, meant to be like a comedic interview. But he described once how he was on the highway and he, a song came out on the radio and it, he got like sense memory, like he was hit, you know, by nostalgia and then hit by memories that were sad, you know, from his past. Mm. And it hit him so hard that he wanted immediately like an easy way to get out of it, like a way to cope, like to, to play on his phone or to drink a sugary drink or something like that. But instead what he did was he pulled over, and this is his story, he pulled over and just let it hit him and let it let it just accept that that sad moment. Mm-hmm. And he, he actually said something quite profound. He's like, you're, you're lucky to be sad. I don't know if that's his quote, if like he made that up, but um, that's a really profound thing to say. And I agree. And that's part of what happens when you when you meditate, when you're if you're you know if you're visited by you know sad thoughts or happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you let them. You just learn to cope with them, and it becomes. You know, you're you're the human mind is very capable of coping with so many terrible things. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's a master at it. It's a marvel at it. But we we interrupt that process a lot, and I think that's one that's one flag, one one post we can put for holistic healing, in that you don't need you don't need a drug to cope with your problems. You can learn to cope with your right. Your, Depen- your I would say depending on psychological the problem, issues for sure. Uh, there's some things where are literal chemical imbalances with your with your mind well you may need if you need to be sedated you know if you're so bad that you need to be completely taken out of reality that's different but well not just that that kind but just like there's there are forms of depression where it's a chemical imbalance it is because your mind just is not operating but that's another thing too i think i think that you can control affect that with your body I'm just saying not to completely negate the medical uh, Western I'm not, medicine. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying there's no. There, there's obviously healing in, in pure times, science, and that's what I'm saying. There's though. times where it's needed, and then there's also other things like meditation that can help uh, complementary treatments. Well, someone I learned about recently, and I don't know, I haven't heard why I haven't heard of him earlier, or you know, sooner rather, is uh, Wim Hof, mm. and we've talked about him before. Yeah, he's awesome, and he. Ice Man. Iceman, yeah, he has. I'm gonna get his book, um, but I've been reading about him and people that have been trained with him. And basically, in short, what this guy does is he uses ancient breathing techniques. Yeah, to, like Tibetan. Monk. Yeah, like Tibetan monk. You know, breathing. You know, the, the kind that sit up in the mountains and meditate every day for years. But they have these unique breathing techniques that allow them allow him and others he teaches to do interesting things like heat up your body warm up your body without the use of you know clothing or something like that right. the way you breathe and he uses it it's part of his technique for like the you know the ice water swimming that he does or the the mountain trips that he takes and one thing that's really interesting and I tried I I started trying some of this cuz I was looking it up and it did it was working like I was able to heat up my body and I got to the point where in my own room cuz it was very cold last night right I think it was in the 30s around here or something It was cold yeah and I it was cold in my room we had no heat on and I was able to warm up my body just by sitting at the edge of my bed and controlling my breathing and I got to a point where I was I felt like I was ready to sweat like I got hot like it was amazing That's awesome So you know there's a part of you, like there's a cynic inside that says, well, you, wait a minute, you're, you know, how much of this is really happening? Are you just amping yourself up because you want it to work? Like, is it, you know, a natural placebo? But even that is a, is trickery in the brain, right? That's, it's a weird, I know we're getting confusing right now, but that even that is its own hurdle. Like your brain will try to stop you from doing things that confuse you because they might be dangerous, right? Call that like okay. a natural evolution of your instinct, Right. And if you manage to get past that safety barrier, that hurdle, you can start to open up uh, and pay closer attention to things that you are capable of doing on your own. I know this sounds really hippie, 
but I'm, I'm actually trying to be very scientific right now about what I'm saying. And, and I guess what I'm really getting at is that people need to, I think people need to be more curious, more, um, explorative, you know, and really yeah. like look what other options they have as opposed to just swallowing a pill every time something's wrong. What is the, the Wim Hof technique? Do you know? Well, it, it, it's very simple. Actually, you start off with just heavy breathing. It's just like meditating where you, you pay close attention to your, to your breath. Okay. And then, um, you have to, like, I only just started it this week and it only was, it wasn't until last night, the day before I had like some minor effect. What I mean is you, you, you get so comfortable with your, your breathing and, and you, your mind clears naturally because of that. And then you start to really pay attention to things you normally don't like, uh, the tingle on your skin over your entire body. Right. Right. And so that becomes like a gauge like a temperature gauge or a way for you to like sort of feel the air around you. Cause if you think about it, you, when's the last time you thought about the air touching your skin, for example, right? When the little sense. Well, but even then it's, it's sort of like a, it's, it's, it's tacit. It's not, you're not really paying attention to the most minute detail of it. You know what I mean? Cause you're just, you're just experiencing it. You're just feeling cold. But if you felt, if you thought about how the cold felt over every inch of your body and, and the water evaporating off. And yeah. Every, every sensation, and, yeah. most sensations, your body feels all these sensations. And I think it would be unhealthy if your mind was paying attention to them all the time. Because oh, yeah. then you'd be distracted always. You'd be but, like Superman just finding out his powers, you know, and all of a sudden you yeah, sensory overload. world. <laughs> yeah. Know? So that that that's that's part of it. But I, I, I do recommend people to, to check that so, out. So it's so you start with heavy breathing and then what do you do? Well you go the, from the heavy breathing you go into your into control not controlling the breathing, but waiting for your body, waiting for it to become consistent, right? To where it feels like almost like a weight is being is lifting and dropping inside your chest okay so like a circular motion of, yes of it's breath. almost like yeah you can almost think of yeah that's a good way to put it it's almost like if you thought of like the invisible air that you're breathing and exhaling is almost like a wheel spinning mm-hmm. through your chest and your your you know your mouth and your your nose your lungs or whatever right and once it gets to like that point when you it happens naturally when you start to think about just the sensation of your skin and the air around it you immediately start to warm up and it only happens though after you begin the breathing practice. You can't just sit at the edge. At least I couldn't. I don't know. Maybe you know if you're Wim Hof, you can. I don't know. But you can't just go to the edge of your bed and sit there and be like, "Okay, skin, I'm listening to you now," and then warm up. It won't work. But apparently, you can get so good at this that uh, Wim Hof and people who have been with him say that uh, one of their like one of the ancient monk tests is to go up in the mountains you know, where it's cold and snowy and icy and sit up there and meditate and and do these breathing exercises. And you'll reach a point where you'll generate so much heat that you'll melt the snow in a circle around you. And that's like one of the first tests. Once you're able to, to accomplish that, well, that's test one. <laughs> I don't know if it's test one, but it's one of them. Yeah. Okay, I, mean, I got you. I was like, yeah. wow, that's a big test for test one. So you do heavy breathing, pay attention to your skin, and then you just start to warm up through that. Or? It just started happening. I was able, I was literally, I could feel like my perspiration coming on because of the heat and in the, the chill I felt on my body completely went away. And I mean, I felt hot. I felt warm. Like I, like someone had turned the heat on, you know, and as I said, the heat, the heat on my, you know, I was in a cold, empty room mm. uh, all night for the most part. And, um, so anyway, I don't want to ramble on forever yeah, about that, that, but that, that's because you're activating your your brown fat is what they call that, and then that's what's releasing, and that's what the metabolic you know process is is that is that you're burning brown fat, and that's what's heating up your body. And see, that's what I that's what I like. I like that. That's what I'm getting at, right? That there is there is there's holistic healing that has science to back it up. Yes. And then there's holistic healing that isn't. I wouldn't even call it that. It's not healing. It's just mumbo jumbo. It's you know like crystals. crystals That's an example yeah. of baloney. People, but oh. you know, or you know, putting uh, like I'm wearing a bracelet, a magnet bracelet <laughs> uh, with stones and shit. And I just yeah. like the way it looks. Yeah. But I, you know, that's the selling point for this thing is that it's gonna alleviate wrist pain. By the way, I still have the most pain in my wrist on this hand, so it's not doing shit. You <laughs> think I have more pain now than before? Yeah. And there's people that'll say, well, it's because you don't believe in it. I'm like, well, what is this? A but faith? That's, but that's know? what it is. No, no. see, no, that's what, that's exactly what that is because it's not an actual right. method. No, yeah, so right. I, 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 <laughs> I do use things like that. I do like what? So I, right now, I'm wearing a bracelet as well. This is my my oops, my object of power, right? 
Your object of power. Yes. And what like, I um, do is, is I literally will meditate while we're, while it's in between my hands. And I will put the ideas. Oh, you're of, charging it. In a sense, yeah. If you want to get all spiritual with it. To me, it's actually like it's associating the bracelet with things I want to achieve. Like, well, that is spiritual. I wouldn't call that spirit. I would say that's association, which is just I'm just I'm just putting ideas into I'm I'm, I'm creating a bond in my mind with an object and me. That's I would say that's literally the definition of of a spiritual connection. I guess I'm more spiritual than ever. You been. are. I think you are, and I don't mean that. I'm not slighting you, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that is to me literally the definition of a spiritual connection. You're creating a bond with something where there is no evidence of a bond, so or that you can prove, but to you it has meaning. That's so is a fear of dogs. If you no yeah, no no no, no, no. that's that a spiritual? complete. Because it's the same thing. You know, it isn't. You're not creating a bond. There's no willful bond there. You you are the victim. Well, it's a forceful bond. No. Fear. <laughs> in any in any essence, I would say in any case of fear, you are a victim, if you want to put it that way so you can understand the positioning better. I would. Yeah. You, you, you're a victim. When it comes to fear, you're the victim. You didn't willfully create the bond of fear. That doesn't make any sense. No, you don't. Will, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. already a forceful bond. But it's the same idea as like I'm associating this with an idea, with a practice, with something. Yeah, but that, that's completely that's so, different I'm, I'm from for, fear. I'm forcing the bond between it, between on, onto the bracelet. Yeah. Anyway, so what I do is Sorry, I put like idea. ideas of like, um, <laughs> like I, if say like I've been using at the gym a lot. So if I'm like on a weak rep or something, I'm like, come on, do better. And I put the, the thought of doing better into my bracelet i've already done this so when i feel and i struggle and i hear my bracelet start to to jitter i i, I notice it and it reminds me hey work harder let's do this there's a word you know? for there's a word for that you know what it's called foci or Fo- focus yeah it's like um yeah it's a focus point you know it's it's well well i mean a foci or a focus is is a thing right it's uh like a totem Mm -hmm. it's it's something that's been in human culture and tribalism forever right it's the idea and that again it is spiritualistic it's giving association and bond and meaning to a thing so that you can create focus in your mind right well i got this idea from a witch all right so maybe and i mean mean from a witch yeah in a literal sense he's he's a he's a wiccan he was on the wouldn't that make him a warlock well, I mean, I don't Sorry, think they I don't mean call themselves that anymore. Maybe I don't I even do. know. But anyways, um, he was on Big Think, which is like a, a educational YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And he was talking about magic circles and the idea of putting uh, ideas into a circle and a design, a pattern that is a circular form. And then so when you see it, you think of that essence. You think of those ideas. So I got that. I'm like, well, I don't really want to, you know, well, see, now I think I like think that. and I think that if I put the same thing the idea into an object that I can wear. And then when I associate it, when I see it, I think of it. So I do the same thing with symbols. Also, I, I will draw a symbol on my hand. Like right now I have this one, which is a Reiki symbol. It has, um, it's a line that goes across, it goes down and it does a spiral into itself. Right. Dude, you are so much more spiritual than you think you are. <laughs> see, but I don't call it spiritual. <laughs> You're literally drawing shit on your body well, because- and wearing, Totemic focuses and empowering, dude. You're, but, but it's not spiritual. It's a hundred per dude. What are you talking it's, about? It's very mental. It's not, yeah. It's, it, it, it isn't because it's association. It's pure association. This, but that's, this, this symbol is it, it literally means nothing unless you give it meaning. Yes, it's the same thing. That's as words. completely spiritual. That's words of spiritual. Spiritual doesn't have to be <laughs> metaphysical. That's not. I mean, most people associate the word spirit with metaphysics, but it doesn't have. It's not necessarily that. It's what it's exactly what you're talking about. Okay. And actually, it's interesting you're, the point you're making because you're giving examples of things that I would say. Well, I don't know. I can't really say they aren't scientific. They're placebo. They're placebo. Effect. Yeah, it's but exactly that is technically is. scientific. That is sci- I'm yeah. not saying that placebo effect is not scientific. Right. Look, just listen to the word. It sounds scientific. Oh well, then it must be important. <laughs> it has Latin, all right? It is science. <laughs> Those fucking Latins, man. They gave us too much shit. But uh, no. So I, the, this Reiki symbol is for healing, right? So I'm like, I don't know how much that will ever work because you can, I don't know if I believe in the body to, to will itself to heal. I think that you can ignore things and you can, you can ignore pain. You cannot ignore inability. Like if you can't do something, you, if you're not able to, to walk, you're not able to walk. Like if your muscles give out, <laughs> they do. You can't, I don't think, I don't know if you can. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying I do not have the, the lived experience or the knowledge. 
no, to overcome it. No, I think it's like a good that. point, and I so, would agree with it. So this Reiki symbol of healing, limits I, do I, exist. I, I only do it to keep a positive outlook on my health and my back, because that's what it really comes down to. Is my life is has become driven by pain from my my lower. My well, lower then back. let me ask you this: if you if you believe so, if you believe or will believe that the, that these things that you are doing are working. Would you teach them to your children? Would you pass them down? Because that's how a lot of like remedies, that's what I was talking about earlier a little bit with like family remedies, family remedies. That's how they get handed down is, you know, someone tests something, it works for them. They give it to, they teach it to someone else, like usually their child or whatever, someone in their family. Mm -hmm. And then it works again. So now it's considered a remedy. It's something that can work. And even if it does fail, it has worked several times, you know, so many times before so it has merit. Yeah. But does well, it, it really? Like, like if you, even if you believe something's going to work and it does have an effect, then use it. I don't care. As long as it's not hurting you, use it. Why not? Okay, but like, should you make money off of it? I think that's where the line is drawn. Or I not drawn, but... And I, and I was told that by buying this bracelet, I will gain fortune and all this other garbage. I'm like, I don't really know if that's true, but I like the way it looks. It has like, you know... It, um, it's black and gold, and it has like these little Tibetan symbols on it and stuff on like that. Well, let's so say, like, well, this is an interesting bracelet. It yeah. looks cool. I like it, and I'm just gonna use it for my own purposes. You could actually pay money to have Tibetan monks uh, imbue it with with I forget what love power, you know, some spiritual thing that I wouldn't associate it with. I just smear it on their underwear and give it to you, right? So it's like I need to be able to do the. The actual imbuing the thoughts and the ideas and the intention behind it. Yeah, why would you buy someone else's spirit power? You don't know where it's been. <laughs> yeah, you got to purify that with salt, all right? That's what you got to do. Well, let me ask you this then. So if you so believe... So I think it's okay to to make money off of you that. You do? Okay, so then I'm curious, like, would you... So, but is that in the it, same... Would that be, would that kind of business model or just yeah, business in general be on the same... Should that be in the same arena or on the same side, let's say... As you know, um, a medical group or a hospital or uh, you know a, a small town doctor or people that are people that do charity or or, or you know um, they you know they they help they do medicine and they do healing around the world but they mm-hmm. charge for it right so like mission and not necessarily missionaries because that's religious but you know like charitable organizations that make money off of helping others who are sick because I feel like. See, I was actually watching. Um, I know where you said this, but I'm gonna repeat it anyway. Uh, I was watching an interview with Kevin O'Leary, who's one of the sharks from Shark Tank. He's the, uh, he's like the main shark. The right? guy that looks kind of like the penguin. That's the guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he, uh, he was he was really interesting to listen to, uh, and I was really I was really impressed by a question from the audience. And this was a woman who was a nurse, and she was asking him what kind of argument she could make or business plan or you know plan she could add to her business to convince people that she needs to charge for the things that she does because she has she had a, a nurses um, organization that she ran and they helped out hospitals and other facilities and things like that for all kinds of emergencies and things that people needed help with you need nurses right the world's always going to need nurses but they can't do that for free even though what their goal is their goal is altruistic and moral Right. Okay. But that runs into, I think in everyone's mind, we sort of like, you know, I've noticed that in my own mind, like when someone does something they claim is for altruism or for good of mankind, but then they want money for it. Why are we automatically on our guard? And in Kevin made a, uh, Kevin O'Leary made a really good point. He's like, you have to, to do that in order to maintain that as a resource because it has to grow. And you want to, you want to create other people, other teachers like yourselves, other, nurses and 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 you know people like you to go out there and do what you do you want that goodness to spread and it needs money to do that you know and he's totally right it was like listening he's basically like a, a moral gordon gecko it was like the impression i got of the guy and i think that plays into what we're talking about because if someone is like this woman and she's using you know proven let's say proven science to help heal people okay. would you put them on the same that or business on the same shelf as someone selling bracelets with spirit power? Okay, no. I, but, I, but but you I just wouldn't. I'm saying yeah. I'm not I, I'm saying if you believe it works and it helps you and in some kind of way, then why not? I, I think that that scientific uh proven 
uh, treatments are, yeah. are the best way to go about. Like meditation is a good is a good option for a lot of things. You can you can use meditation to help you um, just deal with life better, you know, and become a happier person and to enjoy things and to just get out of ruts like it it is it works i i used to use it when i first started doing it to get over a really bad breakup i mean mm-hmm. that's what it was um and and it, and it saved me i think i think that if i didn't practice meditation before because i i knew the breakup was coming so i started meditating and then it happened it sucked but i was still meditating and i think that that really helped me get through it um, now I use it just to recover from workouts. So like in between sets, uh, in between, so I do like two different workouts in one day. I'll do like a, my main workout, then I'll do like a core workout, which is right, a whole right. other workout in itself. So in between those two, I'll meditate for like five minutes and I'll like, when I open my eyes again, I have like, it's like, I just got a shot of oxygen. Like I am like ready to go again. Right. It's great. So I think that things like that are, are useful, but because it's medically proven. So I would say that is on a higher basis. But if you want to go and buy your magnetic bracelet because you think it's going to help with your arthritis and you've tried everything else, what is that hurting? Nothing. And if, if you find some kind of relief from it because you believe that it works, I am happy for you and that, that you're finding something that but works. But what response? That and sounds I, also... And I would never... I would never suggest to a friend to use it because, ah, but see, I, that's the thing. because like, I know that it doesn't do anything. But if you believe that it does something for you and it's doing something, you tried, you know, all these other treatments and... Maybe. But this, isn't that what... Shouldn't there's... That seems to take the responsibility of the seller out of out of, out of the equation. And, and I think that should matter because, I mean, someone's intentions for what they're selling you should matter to you as a customer, right? If they're selling you bullshit and they know they're selling you bullshit, but you think it's magically working, uh, you're not, I mean, you're you're aiding that bullshitter's bullshit, <laughs> I guess is right. what I'm saying. Which is, so, I mean, we don't want lies and, mis- and misinformation to be... Well, I think that's the that's key right there. There's too want. much misinformation in this world. I, I, but I also especially think that now. there are there are plenty of resources if you're doing research into alternative medicines that you can find one that is um, medically proven. I think that's the light because, at the end of the tunnel. Is that um, even like okay? So what was it uh, acupuncture? That's yeah. one that is is still kind of contested. I found what. Uh, different sources saying that it's complete garbage and i found other things saying well it actually helps see (laughs) well kind of helps i've had acupuncture and my grandmother is at acupuncture and we both swear by it and she especially she she see she is her body's covered in arthritis she can barely walk and she shouldn't even be walking but she whenever she's had it in the past it was the most pain relief she's ever had with her arthritis. So there is something going on there. I, and I mean, scientifically. Well, there, I, I, there's got to be, right? Because I, I've had needling done, which is where they hit, um, what do they call them? Not pressure points. Um, trigger points, which are like pretty much not set form in your muscles. And they can cause uh, uh, just pain and tension oh, yeah, I've had down, down your your fascia down your system i've had them in my uh at the at the base of my fingers like by my knuckles yeah actually my right hand is the worst i have three fingers are like that and i've had it in my legs as well yeah and you can have like a uh something that's like a, so you can have like a trigger point in your back that's affecting your your lung on the other side mm-hmm. so it's they're, they're connected in weird ways and what it seems to be with acupuncture that it, that it's um going after is the nervous system yeah. which i can contest to as well that nerves do travel and they i have a pinched nerve in my uh, left side of my back and it affects the bottom of my left foot mm-hmm. so i mean as a as a intuitive thought you would not think that those two are correlated right like you wouldn't you, you would immediately just naturally connect them yeah, yeah. so th- there's things that that there's there's science there's science behind it but you need to do your research on like like the magnetic bracelets, the crystals. It's like um, there's just different things like that. It just doesn't really make sense. Well, that, that that makes me think of like advice. I love giving advice to myself, and rarely I'll oh, give it out like, to others. But I I call it being the everyday scientist. Yeah, and that just means to be inquisitive. You know, like you said, seek out things, learn things, find out more, look at options because there is a lot more. There is a lot more out there now, but there's a there's a lot of misinformation too. But you know, I agree. I think if you spend the time 
researching something, you can find better answers for what you're for what you're looking. You know, yeah, and that's the questions the, you have. That's the joy of being an adult is being able to make. Oh, your own what decision. a joy! <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't get you have no one telling you what to do and what to believe. You can make these decisions on your own. As fun well, as that, I can, mean, you have no one that you have to listen to. Well, you do always have people telling you these what to do. I think authority believe. increases, not decreases, as you grow, but uh, as you age. But I, I think George Carlin had it best. He's like, he's like, age is is backwards. You know, I'm trying to remember the quote exactly, but basically, he's like, we should all start out, you know, as old people, right, and then. Go through retirement, come to middle age, have our middle life, have our midlife crisis. Basically, get all the crap out of the way in the beginning, right? Then become, a, then become, you know, then enter our thirties and our twenties and just party and do drugs as we slowly move away from responsibility, right? We lose our houses and our and our jobs, but we don't need them anymore because we become children where someone else takes care of us, and then we become babies, and then we end life as an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean? You mean literally living backwards? Yeah, not, literally not, living. Yeah, life in reverse. Like, uh, not just mentally or thinking. No, li- like, but like literally physical life in ben- reverse. Benjamin Button disease. And style. I'm, you know, it sounded pretty, pretty, pretty cool to me. I'm done with that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be nice to to die first. <laughs> yeah, get day. Yeah, that's what. It, that's how began. He's like, first thing you do is you die. Get that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of nice, you know. You got that whole existential dread. It's all gone. You can... Hey, if there's any way I could define a heaven, yeah, I guess it would be George Carlin's reversal of life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like sound healing is another one that just doesn't make sense to me either. Uh, uh well, I, that's interesting because I I can think I can cite. Not sight, but I can bring up a story of, of an article I read. This is years ago on Reuters, or Reuters, and uh, they actually use that now. I, I believe it was in Sweden where it was developed, but they actually use it here in the states okay, too. Okay, and I'm not talking about like uh, I think I know what you're going after, mm-hmm. but go ahead. What I'm talking about is sound waves to break up like uh, gallstones or not gallstones, but kidney stones. Yeah, and tumors. It, and stuff it, like yeah, that. inside I, okay, of inside that, of a water chamber sense, or a bathtub. Necessarily, sound therapy or, or sound healing. Well, what is sound way. healing? I don't think I know that they, one. They use it for like mental states, and they use it for like all these other like ailments, like even a cold. They say if you listen to the right frequency, you'll be better. And just they're not targeting like you know literal. They're not trying to. That vibrate sounds like the baloney. Frequency. Exactly, it is baloney. That's why it's hard to explain because they can't explain it to me to explain to you. Yeah, so. yeah, it's yeah, it's. <laughs> So that 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 is willing, but no, what you're saying totally makes sense. I mean, they were in World War II. The Nazis were developing sound guns. Okay, they yeah. work. Well, the, the U.S. <laughs> Army has a sound gun. So, so, so that's. I mean, that's pretty much what you're doing with a gallbladder. You're finding its resonance frequency, and you're just hitting the sound with it, targeted sound, mm-hmm. and and vibrating it out of existence. And mm-hmm. that makes sense because you're literally uh, matching its. It's waves and just blowing it up and yeah, breaking it up. Yeah, which which yeah, that sounds pretty. Cool. I thought when you said sound healing, because I was thinking of like <laughs> when I used to get really angry when I was younger. I haven't done this in many years, but I would find a quiet place and just scream like as loud as I could. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that that's sound healing. I felt better after yeah, I did that. that. I do that in the car. <laughs> it didn't that, cure that, a cold. Time to do it. Yeah, the car when you're driving, <laughs> you just let that shit out. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's had a moment like that in their life. Maybe uh, not. That's the best. It's the easiest time to get like. You're about to get into a fight, and you just scream everything out before you get into the fight. It's great because then you can just be the rational person in the argument. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think yeah. I mean, I think emotions. Some people are more emotional than others, and I think that plays a part too. Because I can think of a couple friends. One of them, you know, who I don't think he's ever had a moment like that. <laughs> and I know another friend of mine. I don't think he's had a moment like that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, you don't. I, never, I think you that, never really know someone. You know, that I think that well. most people that seem stoic in that sense do feel they just are have they found a way to not show it and maybe that's out of uh necessity because if they showed any they were told if they show any weakness which is any emotion to i them, mean maybe, maybe i yeah or it just became that it's easier not to show any emotion and then people don't you know berate you yeah i mean your habits the way you grow up make a big difference too as far as that and as far as what you believe you know, can heal you, what can make you feel better, even like, you know, the smallest element to the biggest problem, if that makes sense. Have you ever done sound meditation, which is which is different than sound healing? So this is like where you're, you're doing like regular meditation, but instead of focusing on the body and like the, the breath and stuff, you focus on like a, 
uh, a gong or they they had like those bowls that they hit with the yeah I've never done that I mean the closest thing I can relate to that is um, I used to do a lot of charcoal drawing okay back in the day and I always had classical music playing mm. and I even though it was music I liked I never really paid attention to the music it just created like a I don't know a dampener of the other distractions around me right no it occupied your mind so you didn't start wandering and yeah it created it was like a police line for all the bullshit that was trying to interrupt my thought while I was drawing basically right. in my head and um, so it worked for that but it had to have it had to be classical music it could not be or just like instrumental I guess yeah you know because I could listen to like you know uh, synth music, you know, or 80s synth that like, I love sound wave, that kind of yeah, shit. Some, something that's semi re- like relaxing in a way. Basically. Yeah. Kind of uh, relaxing. That's, yeah. Not, that's not over like explosion sounds like, yeah, yeah it's no, not no like dubstep. dubstep <laughs> yeah. No, just something that's just like nice and like maybe a soft piano playing off a soft piano. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I like Chopin or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what helps me when I'm studying or if I'm uh, trying to write even, that helps a lot. Well, you know, it's like it, 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 it takes away from everything else that I'm trying to do. You know, it, well, it, it helps you focus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I would think actually that I think music is, is, oh, so this is going to sound very spiritual. And I guess it is, but I think music is a form of healing in, in ways, uh, in the sense that it can heal stress. If you want to, you know, if we could say, yeah. it, we can put it that way. Yeah. I would, I would agree that music can, can heal stress, especially if you're, singing along with it i think that that can actually like just like you know just the the verbal belting of of well that's of another your, thing too is, is is a good way to get rid of stress well that that's i i find that interesting that there are things that's, that we as humans we just sort of accept them as things that are good for us or that help us like alleviate stress for example mm-hmm. but you know how much science is there behind it now like obviously now we know that you know, stress can can even kill you. People have died from too much stress. Yeah, stress is ridiculous. Uh, but it's but so it's so influential on your being. It is. It's like that at one time was considered you, there's mystical, no you. right? There's no you. There's only a microbiome and stress. <laughs> yeah, that's a strange thing. Yeah, that's the funniest thing. Right? We've talked about that before. How what you consider to be you is really the last part of you to know what's going on in you. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we have no, we can't control that. At least I don't think so. But I think also that, no, we're going back to like the everyday scientist thing. I think that's, that's a big part of it. I think you can, you can find a lot of ways to take care of your body and your mind if you want to keep those two things separated for, you know, simple explanations. Well, yeah. So what they say is, is that it's the, you are made up of different processes and all those processes create you, which is, which is a universe within yourself. Is yeah. The body's like a factory. It's so, like a lot of different departments of things going so on. So when they start to break up the, the unity, it's like, well, isn't, aren't you like taking away the holistic aspect of the holistic healing method when you're breaking it into like these two or three different parts? It's like, well, isn't, isn't everything just the body then at that point? Well, I I think, okay, so what you're making me think of is something I wanted to bring up. Whereas, so in in, in that essence, into departmentalizing like the body, right? Mm-hmm. Into different sciences for how to like understand it and cure problems within it. Okay. I think that's what the, the key word there that I already just let loose is cure. And that's a big problem I have with modern medicine, or a lot of medicines, I'll say, is that they, they don't aim to cure. They aim to treat. And in treating, create more problems. Right. And to me, that isn't a, that isn't a treatment or a cure. It's a no. poison. No. And that's how I look at a lot of medicine. And I think that's, I think that's where the... I think that's a that's a major difference of what we're... Uh, uh, in, in a conceptual difference, right? Because holistic healing is trying to heal. Right. Right? Even if someone thinks that, you know blowing bubbles and screaming at them will, you know, cure their cancer. They're at least they think they're attempting to cure the problem. Yeah. They're not looking to treat it. They want to get rid of it. And so that comes with its own, you know, brand of desperation, right? When so, life is on the line. Something that is also frustrating about it is the specialization of medicine is that you go to see a surgeon, he's only going to request surgeries. You go to see a, you know, a physical therapist, they're only gonna, they only know their specialty, right? So it's they're like not they're, treating the person; they're treating you like you're like you're a Buick. Well, you know, they're, they're putting well, yeah, the car in the shop, and well, I'm not a muffler specialist. Send it to the muffler specialist, and and you're just you're no longer being 
you're not being really healed. Which, you know what which I mean? I'm not saying we don't need someone who who knows a lot about one aspect, but the problem is, is that the, then they only subscribe to that. So it's like they they start to get closed minded to well, all sure these they're just other, doing their job and, at that point, which is I understand. I mean that's what you're that's what you're paid to do, right? You're paid to help me, and this is how you're told to help me. So you're trying, right? But it's not. Working. But are you really? I mean, like I can think of examples based on exactly what you're saying. Like when my when I tore my ACL, I had to get I had a great surgeon, thank God. But I went to. Uh, I had to get like, you know, get second opinions and things like that. And I went to go see the surgeon downtown. I don't even remember his name. And it's not like he could remember mine anyway, because they asked me five or six times, like within five minutes, what my name was and which knee. I mean, like, wow, great doctors, right? And this was like a hot they, shot. Are they, like, are they asking you in the sense of like earnest or are they just doing this like to corroborate what they have. No, yeah, they're just right? yeah, they're just they're not they have, they have they had too much going on and just to make sure that they didn't mess up, they just kept re-asking me oh, my so name wasn't he, and wasn't my even problem. It was just protocol. This was like someone actually just trying to make sure. Yeah, just like trying to make sure constantly, you know. And, that, that and, is and then unsettling. and then forgetting my name again when you finally speak to me, like when the doctor finally came in the room and he looked at the chart, he didn't even look at my knee or touch me or anything. He just said, "Yep, I agree." So that isn't medicine to me. That is not that that man is not a healer. He's a surgeon, but he's not a healer okay. because everything to him is a tire change. Right. And I've worked with surgeons like that in plastic surgery. I've worked with guys while they had, you know, while they were doing a, a, a liposuction where there's literally just vacuuming fat out of your, your midsection, right? Mm. Uh, they were doing it so rough and so quick and so violently to music, to interpretive jazz, which is really just jazz, I guess, right? But it was like random noises. It's not even music to me, even though I'm a jazz fan. And it was just loud horn blowing and drum beating and, you know, and, and brass going off in a surgery room. And this guy's just shoving the hose of the machine into this, this poor patient. I felt sorry for them. Yeah. If, they, if they saw how this guy operated, they'd be like, what the hell? Right. And he's sucking all that fat and blood out of them and then just tosses everything to the side. Like like I've watched a PA had to actually catch, you know, the damn tube because they got the doc this doctor just tossed it. You know, like he just got done vacuuming the carpet. And like that that man is not a healer, right? The human body to him is is I, I think some mechanics have more care <laughs> for the car yeah. than he did for the human body. And that's that I just wanted to say that based on what you were no, saying, and I, like, and I, I think there's I agree, a, a seen, difference there. I've you know seen what I mean? Knee surgeries done before. Um, I was not like live. I watched a video of a guy who who posted his knee surgery because yeah. he's a he's a physical therapist and he's you know he was going through a knee surgery and he wanted to share his experience and what he's doing to help get himself better with like you know icing and then using um, electrical stents and nodes and stuff like that using different methods that he he approves of. So he posted his knee surgery and they're like, literally to check the knee is all they were doing, right? To make sure that everything is, is in properly. But they're like, just going at it town to town. And they're like bending it all which way. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is vicious. Like no wonder you still have like, like so much pain in your knee like the next day. Like that's why, <laughs> yeah. that's why surgeries suck because like the next, they, they're not like, they're not going easy on you in the, in the surgery, in the operating. I mean, there's some things that you... You have to be rough with. I'm not you, saying that it was wrong. No, I know, but, I, but I'm you, just saying that it, it, I can. That's where the pain's. No, from, I agree. I just wanted trauma. to. I just meant that, like, there are. You can tell the difference between a delicate hand or or concerned mm -hmm. operator compared oh, to no, someone who doesn't care. Oh no, you see that in like even horse riding. You'll see like yeah, people you see it who, everywhere who, uh, who have it's it's finesse, right? Yeah. It, it is feeling. It is timing. It is mm -hmm. it is all these these like. I guess you could almost call it metaphysical because I, it's so difficult to explain it, but it's like it's this oh. it's this into intonation, this like intuition, sorry, of of what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's that's where it comes down to. That's where skill gets really developed is when you develop those aspects of your of your path is is the finesse. When you train, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important that we live our lives holistically, you know, like, or even with our nutrition, exercise. They say that even uh, just like some calorie restriction and fasting once in a while can really help keep your body working on itself and strong. And, you know, it deals with it's easier to deal with stress when you 
dealt with stress. To have some discipline to pay attention to everything. And they say even walking 30 minutes a day can help with your body and just staying active. Definitely. And I think that's very important on living holistically. So you got mind, body, and I guess spirit now too that we're since found out that I'm spiritual. You're very spiritual. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't call it spiritual cuz it's not metaphysical. <laughs> it's very physical. It's well, very you sound like my cousin my cousin's like that. He he we argued about that once. He's like spiritual spiritual to him means metaphysical. Period. That's the realm of of God and heaven and hell and, and all those things, but it's not. I mean, that's that, I feel that's an unfair claiming of the word because any person can have spirituality in their life going back to what we talked about at the beginning about how you bond with ideas or things uh those those are spiritual connections and again it's not a it's not a metaphysical claim necessarily it's a it's an understanding of how to portray your beliefs when you have maybe little to no evidence for them i can see what you're saying because one of the articles that i was reading about holistic healing was talking about those three and when it's talked about spirituality it talked about faith and then communing with nature which i could i can agree with communing with nature i think that that's important is to have your in it to be um not I don't, one with the, your surroundings is a little uh vague but to be like a part of it and to understand it and to to not shun it uh, from you right to to allow it in your space and to allow you yourself to be in its space. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And have have a metal metal life. life.